PTJ podcasts are made possible by the American Physical Therapy Association. Physical therapists diagnose and treat people of all ages with all types of health conditions to help keep them moving and functioning in daily life. The following PTJ podcast is the 2012 APTA Presidential Address, delivered by APTA President Dr. R. Scott Ward at the opening ceremonies of PT 2012, the annual conference and exposition of the American Physical Therapy Association, on June 7, 2012, in Tampa, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Chief Executive Officer of the American Physical Therapy Association, Mr. John Barnes. Dr. Scott Ward is president of the American Physical Therapy Association. Dr. Ward has been a member of APTA since 1980 and has held numerous leadership positions at all levels of the association. Dr. Ward is completing his second three-year term as APTA's president. Dr. Ward is a professor and chair of the Department of Physical Therapy at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. He also serves on the staff of the University of Utah's Hospital Burn Center and directs the operations of the University of Utah's Rehabilitation and Wellness Clinic, which is designed to meet the rehabilitative care needs of people with multiple chronic diseases. In addition to his administrative and teaching activities, Dr. Ward serves on the editorial boards of the American Journal of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation and the Journal of Burn Care and Research. Scott has also authored over a dozen book chapters and monographs, been published in numerous journals, and has made over 100 scientific and professional presentations. In 2009, in recognition of his many contributions to the profession of physical therapy, Scott was awarded the Utah Chapter Lifetime Achievement Award. Dr. Ward received a Ph. degree in physiology and a Bachelor of Arts degree in physical therapy from the University of Utah. He currently resides in Salt Lake City with his wife and three daughters. It has been my personal pleasure to have worked closely with Scott over the last five years, and it is my personal pleasure to introduce to you the president of the American Physical Therapy Association and my friend, Dr. Scott Ward. Thank you very much. Some years ago, I was working with a young man who was critically burned in an automobile accident, and after many days of recovery from his trauma and multiple surgeries, it was time to start him walking. He was interested in getting up and moving around despite the reasonably severe mobility impairments he experienced. When he later recounted to me the initial trials of weight-bearing and movement, he confided in me that he had actually been very frightened and wondered, will I be able to do this? We worked for a few days on simply taking the next step. As he improved and we were ready to really get to work on his gait, I remember trying to be very clear and consistent with my instructions. After establishing the strategy to get him going, I positioned myself at his side and said, All right, now take the first step. I repeated my instructions and then again said, Now the next step. And again, the next step. 
And then, yet again, with my very insightful direction, now the next step. I suppose I I repeated that phrase a monotonous number of times because at some point this young man interrupted me before I could speak again and asked with an appropriate amount of mockery, so, gee, what's the next step? (laughs) Through our experience as physical therapists and physical therapist assistants, we have all encountered and should appreciate the palpable disquiet that patients can feel when they have to take the next step. The challenge of that next step can be very overwhelming, and even for the most participatory of our patients and clients. Whether a literal step, the first motion of a newly replaced joint, an obstinate scar, an inflamed joint or muscle, a challenging neural deficit, a developmental developmental ordeal, well, we know the list of our services goes on, the tests our patients face can be intense. We know why taking that very first step can be frighteningly challenging for many of the patients we see. Taking a a step is essentially, as we know under normal circumstances, controlled falling. There is an inherent risk we take with each step we take. That next step, however, when properly timed and placed, prevents the fall and allows us to move forward. So, what about the next step for APTA? I offer three considerations. Sometimes we can make plans and do our best to prepare for the next step. Sometimes we cannot anticipate the next step, but we still can do our best to prepare what that step might require. And sometimes, as we take the next step, we need to rely on and seek help from others. Consideration number one, as I said, is that sometimes we can make plans and do our best to prepare for the next step. I would suggest that nearly a century ago, the founders of the APTA took a momentous step by forming a professional society that was directed at the advancement enhancement, and fortification of the profession of physical therapy. Since that time, members, leaders, and staff of APTA have worked on many important issues that have kept physical therapy viable. I honor their work. Over the past 12 years, the work of the association has revolved around a directed vision for the profession. The six chief elements of what became known as Vision 2020 have stimulated many of us to advance our professionalism through advocacy for physical therapy and for our patients. We have increased our awareness of the need of accountable, compassionate care and to strive for excellence in the care we provide. We continue to endeavor to make evidence-based practice more than just a catchphrase and work at being more compliant with the use of validated and research-based tools of care. This compliance should lead us to more consistent and less variable and confusing care for our patients. Consistency in expectations from our care and a reliance on outcome measures is something that consumers of our care and payers for our care strongly desire. Confidently communicating the successes in our clinics 
and demonstrating and advocating our necessary role in society's health will position us as practitioners of choice in managing that health, especially as it relates to movement and function. Direct access to physical therapy services continues to be of great priority, and we're making great progress in educating regulators and legislators about the value of allowing patients to self-refer to physical therapists. Available data clearly demonstrate that direct access to our care is safe and cost-effective. The Doctor of Physical Therapy degree has been a meaningful transition for the profession. The degree itself is important recognition of the rigor of genuine physical therapy studies, and our students work hard to earn that degree. But what may be equally as valuable is the professional self-reflection that has been stimulated, stimulated by the degree shift. And we, as a profession, have worked hard to learn from that reflection, taking responsibility for all aspects of our service and understanding and using interactive, the interactive nature of healthcare is what being an autonomous practitioner means. Autonomous practice is not about isolation in practice. It is about independent determination, responsible self-regulation, accountable practice, and collaboration with others in the healthcare team. Vision 2020 continues to direct our focus, and it focuses our thoughts. This effort was, at the time of its conception, a call to getting our house in order and shaping the future of physical therapy. Vision 2020 has challenged us to be something many may not have believed we could be or should be. And, on its, and its effect on the profession has been remarkable. We still have some work to do, and with that same aspiration, APTA has now begun the development of a new vision, one that will continue to direct us to optimize our patient care but also will encourage us to look beyond our professional borders toward our contribution to and reliance on our community of healthcare providers and our broader society. I am looking forward to what our member leaders, the board of directors, and the House of Delegates develop for consideration over the next year. I hope it drives physical therapy even more forward than Vision 2020 has. The resultant planning from the work of others has facilitated many forward steps for the profession of physical therapy. The second consideration that I mentioned is sometimes that we cannot anticipate the next step, but we can still do our best to prepare for what it might require. No one could deny that a good example of this is the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, the ACA, health care reform and the concerns and questions associated with it. Unlike the uncreative schism of politics surrounding predictions with this legislation, we cannot afford to assume this law or its ramifications will just go away. The reality is that the law currently exists, and the required debate associated with it has heightened the public deliberation about the cost-effectiveness of health care. This deliberation is important. Even if the ACA were to evanesce, the need for healing 
of the American health care system will not disappear. Regulators and payers are demanding new methods to manage costs. If providers do not respond with solutions, solutions will be imposed on us. And although we cannot foresee with any exactness the health care system we will look like, how that health care system will look, we know we must be creative and bold in our attempt to preserve physical therapy services. And the only physical therapy services that should be preserved are those that are value-based and distinctly provided and directed only by us. We are the sole practitioners with the only rightful claim to appropriately use the term physical therapy. I know that many of us are frustrated, that we are cornered into describing what we do by procedural codes that reflect little about our skill set and our clinical judgment. Instead, they focus on defining us by procedures or limit us to time codes. I have no desire to be identified by the equipment I use or to be portrayed by some nondescript element of time. I don't want therapeutic ultrasound to be a Merriam-Webster synonym for physical therapy. Being the master chef that I am, I know I can cook very crisp, very crisply, six strips of bacon in the microwave in eight minutes. But I honestly don't know what eight minutes has to do with high-quality physical therapy services. (laughs) Our most important role as it relates to our judgments about and our skills at using the data we collect on our patients to help them maximize their function is just that, to help them maximize that function. And that is the important clinical outcome. When we are solely driven by the sum of interventions delivered, we are in a model of practice that is based on simply generating volume over over delivering value. In its 2011 spring meeting, your board of directors unanimously passed a motion to take action on developing an innovative way to detail the care we provide An alternative payment system to the one we now use is being developed. In a recent article published in Physical Therapy that outlines the concepts related to this proposed alternative payment system, the author stated that the prevailing metric for quality in rehabilitative care often has been imprecisely equated to the time spent with a patient in performing a procedure. And further, that the mental effort and judgment of the therapist's effect, the design, implementation, duration, and ultimately the cost of the treatment plan across the episode of care. The model is based on a matrix that uses variables of severity of the patient's condition and the complexity of the care that the therapist feels the patient requires to appropriately manage that episode of care. APTA's proposed alternative payment system is a model that is patient-centered and physical therapist-driven. The proposed alternative payment system offers a great opportunity to reward best practice, promote the efficiency and effectiveness of physical therapist experts, and underscore the importance of physical therapists whose practices demonstrate good clinical outcomes and value. 
The model is creative and transformational. The path that allowed APT, that APTA has followed to pursue this has also been innovative and inclusive. With consideration of comments and suggestions from thousands of members participating in surveys, presentations, town hall meetings, and other forums. Now, it might be true that some, especially physical therapists who feel safe in the current time-based procedural model of care, will approach this change with some skepticism and doubt. But maintaining our current model of payment is not sustainable, nor is it desirable. Not to us, not to payers, and not to policymakers. I invite you all, thank you, there's somebody who agrees. <laughs> I invite you to review the model and provide your thoughts to us. We want your feedback as we seek to sharpen the model. We welcome the opinions of skeptics and supporters alike. This is an opportunity for us to lead in the arena of payment and build a system that plainly reflects our unique contribution as self-directed healthcare professionals. So, although we cannot predict with exactness the next step in healthcare reform, we are doing our best to prepare to take that next step with success. Finally, consideration number three is that sometimes as we take the next step, we need to seek help from others and rely on others. Physical therapy is the profession most capable to help society take its literal next step to better function. APTA exists to educate, advocate, and ideate to keep our profession viable. We cannot, however, take the necessary next steps that will effectively move us forward unless we continue to rally together from within and aggressively seek ways to collaborate with others outside of our profession. In 2008, APTA held a monumental meeting to scrutinize our traditional methods of practice, research, and education, as well as our place in society. An appraisal of this meeting, called the Physical Therapy and Society Summit, or PASS, was published in the 2010 journal, Physical Therapy, That's Ours. The authors suggested that the summit reformed our conventional belief about physical therapy's treatment paradigm, and that rather than focus on the physical therapist, we would look to a collaborative, team-based approach with the healthcare consumer at the focus. This exciting meeting sought input and critique from physical therapy colleagues, members of other healthcare professions, a range of healthcare consumers, and it was wonderful. The interaction was stimulating and it challenged all sorts of habitual thinking. In the spirit of PASS, we are collaborating with healthcare consumer and patient organizations to advance our causes. We should expand these efforts. We are working with colleagues across perceived professional boundaries to improve healthcare delivery and efficiency. We must increase and enhance these interactions. We need to remain vigilant in our advocacy, and I would suggest that we broaden our efforts to include all of these other groups. These exchanges will allow us 
to lead ourselves forward, and it will lead us further to an increased knowledge and provide better understanding of progressive ways to educate our students and consumers, to investigate relevant clinical questions, and to evaluate and treat our patients. These efforts should be made at the national level, but I also challenge you to engage in similar activities on a local level. The connections we develop in these areas will augment the entirety of our work and benefit our society. Collaborating with others and relying on and applying new knowledge will help us with any next steps we take. The key, however, is to take that step and take it with confidence. As we work with patients, we ask them often what they want to accomplish with our help, and together we set practical clinical goals for them to achieve. When they are unsure of the possibilities or underestimate their own potential, we are there to help them. We help them understand the greater prospects. They often are their own worst critics and may at times hold little hope for improvement. Beyond the application of our skills, a large part of the makeup of our treatment is acting at times as a motivator, sometimes as a cheering section, now and then as a coach, and often simply as a non-judgmental sounding board. These are our patients' expectations of us, and we are privileged to enjoy them. In my observations as APTA president, I have too often noted an interesting incongruity. Physical therapists and physical therapist assistants frequently seem to think less of themselves and their contributions to health care than many others outside of physical therapy do. Are we like some of our patients in that we are our most vocal doubters? Indeed, I sometimes feel that the outsiders may like us better than we like ourselves. Now, granted, that's a generalization, but as I have discussed this with others, they seem to agree. In light of this, I believe another important step we can take is to have a genuine pride in what we do and be pleased with the position and the accomplishments of this great profession and our valued colleagues. Here are some reflections about how others consider physical therapy. Thousands, literally thousands of college students declare their interest in physical therapy as a major every year. In the 146 physical therapist programs that participate in the application cycle of the 2011-12 Physical Therapy Centralized Application Service, there was a mean of 508 students who applied for admission to each of those participating programs. Does that send you a message about what the outsiders think? They want to be on the inside. According to the 2011 Annual CAPTI Accreditation Report, the admission cycle for 2011 and 12 showed 9,000 seats available in accredited physical therapist education programs and candidate programs. This high number of available seats in programs reflects a high demand for our services. Does that tell us anything? Recently, three of our physical therapy colleagues were invited to serve on a National Institutes of Health Blue Ribbon Panel on the Future of Rehabilitation Research. And one of these physical therapists was asked by NIH to chair that panel. 
Does that say anything about what outsiders think? APTA staff members were invited. They didn't ask to come. They were invited to provide testimony in the House Committee on Ways and Means on critical Medicare, Medicare extender policies. And as Congress wrestled with Medicare extenders to include legislation, APTA's testimony and lobbying efforts helped us succeed in getting the therapy caps exceptions process extended. And we, that was only a few of those that were changed. Does that tell you anything about what the outside world thinks? In a hearing in the U.S. Senate, APTA's public policy winner, somebody from the outside, and a great friend, Senator Susan Collins, asked Secretary of Defense Panetta to support physical therapists and occupational therapists serving our nation's military and veterans through programs to recruit and retain rehabilitation professionals. Some of those programs included the Student Loan Forgiveness Program and other scholarships. This was a senator who took this on. Does that tell you anything about what outsiders think of us? Physical therapists regularly serve as consultants to government, industry, and academic institutions, not just because, but because of our expertise and insight. We are a desirable commodity, whether some of us choose to believe it or not. We can always do better, yes, but that does not mean we aren't doing well. Appreciate and enhance the station of this great profession of physical therapy by continuing to excel at what you do in this wonderful, wonderful profession you have chosen. Be proud of what and who you are and the profession you are a part of. Whatever your next step is, make it a meaningful and purposeful one, but above all, don't be afraid to take it. Thank you. Thank you very much.